You never chime in the beginning. I know. <laughs> I never do. I'll show and make a look. <laughs> Well, damn, week one. Week one in the book, brother. Here we are. Here we are, dude. We are ATC. Welcome to another episode. A Frank and Brady special per usual, I feel like, these days. Fucking A, dude. Poor Daniel. D's never here anymore. He's either working at the winery or he has COVID or something. Or diarrhea, like he sounds like he has, for real. Yeah, he sounds like he's pretty sick, so. Well, we hope he feels better, but in the meantime, you cooler heads are stuck with us Let's get into it right away, dude. Like you alluded to, we just wrapped up week one, and a lot of big things happened. I felt like this was a bit of a weird week one in terms of gameplay. Like, I thought there was a lot of surprises overall in the NFL, like some things that happened that I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, week one is always weird in the NFL. It always seems like the guys that blow up are not the guys you anticipate. There's always some weird cases, and then... Some games just go sideways quickly. Yeah. As agreed. we saw this week. <laughs> and someone that went sideways quickly, who we will touch on a little bit later, but we want to open with uh, for our good friend Daniel. <laughs> I mean, Daniel's not here, so I guess we're going to have to take care of we're this. We're going to have him. to take care of this for him. Is just kidding, Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> RIP to just kidding, Dobbins. For those that are avid ATC listeners, Daniel. Acosta has been singing this guy's praises since the what beginning of March, April, yep. since we started this podcast. Yep. And what does he do the very first game? He's done the same thing he's done since he's come oh, into God the injured? NFL. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker, dude. dude. J.K. Dobbins, oh, man, out. Uh, officially torn Achilles, right? Officially, officially torn, torn, Achilles, torn Achilles. Done for the year. Done for the year. Possible NFL career influx. Oh, I mean, I would say that's a shock. But look at his history. It might be. Fantasy relevance over. Fantasy relevance definitely over. Drop him everywhere. How, yeah, because how old is he? He's like going into like 24, 25. I mean, I think this was year three or four. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know that every single year he's been hurt. And last year he came back and kind of tried to mu- like get through the season, but he was still recovering from the year prior. So Right. I don't know, man. I just You really got to look yourself in the mirror now and be like, man... Is J.K. Dobbins or D? Has Both. <laughs> the one who propped them up. <laughs> yeah, so sad news for J.K., sad news for all you J.K. owners. It did, you know, he was off to a, I don't want to say blazing start, but he was getting a good amount of volume. I think he had eight carries. The yardage wasn't necessarily there, but he was used in the red zone. Yeah. So it looked promising for J.K., but... As we've seen the last just few years. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Went to shit. So Damn. maybe we won't crack him, but maybe a honorary crack him to J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. And, and anybody those. else who drafted him. Yeah. Uh, anyways, man, let's get into this. So we are in episode 23. We're just going to break down what we saw week one, as well as close out the show with some waiver wire pickups. Again, Frank, I alluded to it. Week one, kind of weird. Anything that stood out? For you in particular? So one thing that came to mind is that I think 
the amount of touchdowns, overall offensive scoring was significantly down this year compared it was. to um, previous years, yeah. which, I, which was kind of weird. But like you, you expect the offenses to come out and still be a little behind. Mm-hmm. But they were especially behind this week, including three big duds from teams that people probably have lots of fantasy relevance in the Cincinnati Bengals. The oh, Giants. Don't get me started on Joe Burrow, dude. You know, so no. it just looked real rough if you were real bad. if you got any stock for those teams. But um, other than that, what I found pretty weird is Dallas second highest scoring in PPR as a defense. I mean, that's an anomaly, though, right? Right. When's the last time a defense dropped thirty plus? That's points? crazy, dude. Against the Giants, yeah. <laughs> at at New York or New yeah. Jersey, whatever you yeah, want to call right, it, but. Right. I think that was more of an anomaly than anything. Again, oh, 100%. I can't remember the last time a, a defense scored more than maybe 25 points. Right. I mean, I know it happens, but it's so rare in the fantasy world. But, yeah, Dallas, what was the actual total? I think like 35. Yes. I think, right? Like right. 35, 34, something like that. Yeah, that was definitely a shock for sure. For me, I have to say, and someone who I've been shitting, not someone, but a receiving core I've been shitting on all offseason – that is not to circle back to Baltimore, but we're going to circle back to Baltimore. Zay Flowers, <laughs> dude. Surprisingly productive wide receiver. Uh, I think he had nine catches for 78 yards. Yeah. Do you do you think that's a real thing over there in Baltimore? Uh, is I that mean, repeatable? It seems like the offense I think maybe now, right? Because J.K. Dobbins is injured and they need something. It could just be volume-based there now because, as we've seen, they came out and threw the ball and threw the ball often. The problem is... Lamar Jackson is not very good at throwing the ball. Right. So, like, somebody's going to catch the balls if he's throwing the ball 20-plus times a game, right? Yep. So, and with the fact that Mark Andrews wasn't out there week one, which was also a big shocker for people who had Mark Andrews in him. Yeah, what, what was the word on Mark Andrews? I didn't follow that too closely. Um, I guess he was – let me just look this up real quick. He had a quad injury. Quad, okay. And probably something that just happened in training camp. Yeah. You know, similar to, you know, Kelsey got hurt and then didn't play, which was – Really a shocker for a lot of people week one. But nonetheless, um, I don't know if that's going to be repeatable given the fact that... You're talking about Zay Flowers? Right, Zay right. Flowers okay. with Mark Andrews coming back next week. Yeah. Yeah, it's to be seen, right? But I think I think what surprised me first and foremost... Like, I knew he was a talented wideout. I didn't realize how fast this kid was. Yeah. And I think if you get him the ball in open space, he can do a lot of damage. I agree. So I think, you know the offense is going to maybe lean into that regardless of whether or not Mark Andrews is back. And then, like I said, especially since JK Dobbins is down, they're going to need another playmaker. I won't be surprised if Zay is that guy. Right. So we'll see what happens. I will say I was listening to the broadcast of that Baltimore game and Mm -hmm. the announcer was like, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have any, any speed or talent like me, it's because God (laughs) gifted it all to Zay flowers, man, this guy's fast. Like I laughed so hard when I heard that in the, on the, in, on the way to the game. And I hate to say this, but because I've been belittled for it before in the past on this podcast in terms of talent and speed wise, but he reminds me of a little bit of Jameson Williams. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Except without all of just the red little, flags. Just way more athletic and not a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> so without the coolness of Jameson Williams? Exactly, dude. Speaking of athletic, Tyree Kill, dude. Oh, Monster my game. God. So I actually went to the Chargers Miami game, you know, as a fellow Charger fan I went I had an opportunity to go my buddy had an extra ticket so I was like yeah screw it let's do it right I swear to God from the first catch that he got there was nobody on our defense that had an answer for this guy he no was one. too fast he was too shifty and it just it, like it didn't matter if they put double coverage on them if he they shaded the defense over there it was just 
it was open season for yeah, Tyreek. Yeah, what was Hill. that like live to witness that shellacking in person? It just looked like everybody else was three gears slower than Tyreek Hill. That's insane, dude. That's how fast that guy is. That's What's the first time I've seen him in, in, in person, and he really? truly is that fast. You never saw him when they played the Chiefs or anything no, like that? No, no, I never did. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, dude, speed kills, as they say, and Tyreek still got it at age 29 in the 44-point game. Absolutely monstrous. I, as a Tyreek owner, obviously I was very happy. But is that to be replicated? I don't know. We'll see. Is it big? Is it a huge surprise to me? Not really. Like no. we've seen performances like this out of Tyreek before in the past. Yes. But yeah, dude, I. It was definitely eye-opening for one. At how great he is as mm-hmm. a receiver still to this day. Yeah. And two, how piss poor that Chargers defense is. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> It's I, real bad. I don't even want to get into it's it. It's real bad. But we, one of these days, maybe I'll just make a podcast on how sorry of a franchise they are, dude. Maybe, dude. All right. So those are the some some of the things that stood out to us here at ATC. Let's get into some injury news. Uh, not to belittle this point too much, but J.K. Dobbins, obviously we touched on it. He's got a torn Achilles. He's done for most likely the year. Actually, yes, 100% of the year. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Uh, NFL career, like we said, possibly in flux. He's, what, I think 24, 25. Not a lot of running backs, as we have alluded to in previous podcast episodes, have come back from that injury. I think the only ones that stand out to me are, as we've mentioned before, Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson. But and those are ACLs. Oh, that's right. This yes, is an I'm Achilles, mixing up the injuries. Bro. That's right. Yeah. I'm mixing up the injuries. Yeah. Well, I digress either way. Yeah. There's no such you, – you ain't even on the level of Adrian right. Peterson and Jamal exactly. Charles to even come back from a serious injury like something like that. So – whether it be Achilles or ACL. So, right. yeah, good luck to J.K. Dobbins and J.K. Dobbins owners everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, Aaron Jones, moving along, he pulled a hammy. This one was kind of a bummer, dude, because he, he was having a monster game. And as a dynasty Aaron Jones owner, oh, man, I saw, the, I saw this touchdown where he scored. And he pulled up. And he pulled up and mm-hmm. just ran directly into the locker room. Damn, that's... And I was watching Red Zone, and they didn't mention anything about it. And I caught it, and I was like, mm, that's not good. That sucks, dude. Not good at all. As an Aaron, you know, where he was getting drafted was real nice because if you got lucky and he was your RB2, he was putting up like an RB1 this week. Yeah. Well, I think here at ATC, we had him ranked just outside RB1 territory. I think maybe like a 12, 13, something like that. I mean, we all knew he was going to get that passing volume from Jordan Love, especially because essentially he's a rookie quarterback. Right. He played a handful of games last year, if that. Uh, But yeah, still sucks to see Aaron Jones go down. Speaking of other running backs, not necessarily going down, but something to monitor. Your boy, Austin Eckler, high ankle sprain. You know not a high ankle. I don't think it's a high ankle sprain. Not high ankle? Because I bet I think he heard it and came back into the game. So it doesn't sound like it's a huge problem. But okay. what may happen here is because Joshua Kelly looked so good, he might just take a rest week. So that's right. something to monitor. If he's not practicing and he's not able to put weight on that, I could foresee him missing time just because the backfield is pretty – like there's other options back there right now. Oh, definitely. Wait, definitely. I mean, yeah. Like you said, Kelly, dude. Kelly looks. Uh, who's third in line? Oh man, Spiller. I don't know if it's Spiller. I think it might be Spiller. I'm still a fan of Spiller, dude. I hope he gets some run. But I'd also like to touch on a trend here with these first three guys, running backs, getting a little bit older. I mean, J.K. is maybe the exception. He's like right in the middle of the prime age. But Aaron Jones hurt. Austin Eckler got a monitor. Kind of oh, just goes shit. Kind of just goes back to what my draft philosophy was was, hey man, this is a passing league. 
Yeah, dude. So to monitor some wideouts, even I, though we're going to get into some guys who are wideouts that also got injured. Isaiah Spiller is the fourth running back. Oh, no way. Elijah Dotson, the rookie, jumped in. Did he? Yeah. Good for him. That's what the depth chart says, which is crazy. Damn. <laughs> good for him. Good yep. for him. Yep. I like that. Uh, speaking of pass catchers, Greg Dulcich, this one hurts me as a dynasty owner of Greg. Injured his leg. Actually broke today. He's out for several weeks. This definitely solidifies Troutman's role as the starter. Thoughts on this? This sucks. Yeah. I'm on all, I'm also a Dulcich owner in one of my dynasty leagues. So it's like, it's the league in which I have Kelsey. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like this guy was going to start every week, but really had high hopes for Dulcich going into the season after he had a pretty decent end of last year, but injuries happen. So yep, I did too. I think one of our episodes, maybe the tight end episode, I think he was my sleeper tight end. Yep. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, he'll be sleeping, dude. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be resting. Sl- he'll be sleeping with the fishes for a long time, dude. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a bummer out in Denver. Greg the leg out for the foreseeable future. If you need a tight end, look for Troutman. As we've alluded to in the past here on ATC, I think um, Peyton is going to find a way to get his tight ends involved. Right. Especially one who has the rapport that Troutman has with him in the past. So maybe keep an eye on that moving yep. forward. Yep. Uh, moving along, Deontay Johnson also Ooh. injured his hammy. I mean. It looked bad. It did look bad. But I don't know. I I I didn't really have high hopes for Deontay coming into the season. To Neither did with. I because I don't trust um, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, me. So either. until that guy shows me that he can be, you know, something he that he can produce, um, pass catching receivers at a fantasy level, I kind of had Deontay Johnson off my board. This does suck as a Pat Fryermuth owner. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, other than that, wait, yeah. why does it suck as a Fryermuth owner? I you mean, don't think he's going to get more uh, volume now. <clears throat> Sorry, it. It's good for Fryermuth. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. going the other way with that. That's but, all right. Yeah, so maybe maybe that happens. Maybe some you see some in- increased usage over there. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to see an uptick in volume for, you know, the George Pickens of the world, the Pat Fryermuths of the world. Yep, yep, yep. Dude, I could even maybe see, you know, this is kind of a long shot, but Jalen Warren, backup running back, getting more involved in certain passing situations. I mean, after that so, first showing of that offense, they need all the weapons they yes, can get. They, they looked terrible, yes, and Kenny Pickett looked still lost back there. Yeah, let's remember, though, they played one of the best defenses in the league. They did. But, yeah, I agree with you. At I home, think, though, yeah. they got shellacked. That's another team that you're like, damn, they got worked yeah. by the and, Niners. And just on paper, dude, like if you were to tell me, yo, I have a team with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. Najee Harris, right? Backup Jalen Warren. There's talent, and you're gonna roll up with that shit, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Another I don't care team. who you play, dude. You Another gotta put team. up something, bro. Yeah. And again, like you mentioned, it all kind of falls back on the quarterback. So mm-hmm. maybe Pickett digresses this year. Maybe he makes a leap forward. Who knows? It's yet to be seen. But if you are a George Pickens owner or you are in search for a wideout, maybe eye him on the waiver wire. Same with Pat Frymuth. Uh Jacoby Myers in. I almost said Oakland, dude. I can't <laughs> I can't get over the fact that these guys are still in Las Vegas now. Yeah. Jacoby Myers of the Las Vegas Raiders. There we go. Concussion protocol. And I'm not surprised. I mean, I think Jimmy G thought he was Devontae Adams all game and kept feeding him. Yeah. They're very similar looking with the helmet on. Right. <laughs> so, I mean I don't know. Maybe he put him in a bad situation. I think that was a product so like it sucks that he, he got hurt, but I mean we'll go we'll talk about it later. So go ahead. Yeah, man. I was just saying that 
the Jacoby Myers situation, something to monitor because he did get off to a good start. I think he had two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Not just one. Yeah. So two touchdowns. Obviously, I kid about the lookalike of Devontae Adams, but Jimmy G obviously likes what he sees in Jacoby, and that's something to monitor moving forward. Uh, lastly, in terms of injury news here around ATC, Tyler Lockett, Dave Richie's the White Rhinos, wide receiver one, also in concussion protocol. Suck it, Dave. <laughs> oh, Miami Dave was so high on those receivers that he drafted, and rightfully so. They were they should have came in and they're produced, and both of them flopped, including my boy here, Tyler. I got concussed, Lockett. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, dude. You know, Tyler Lockett, and I think we talked off air about this. Always found himself, and still to this day, in like the fifth, sixth round. Yep. But he produces like a wide receiver one. Exactly. Or low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two every year, dude. So Great value. Great value, man. Dave had great value with him, but yeah, unfortunately. Sadly, you can't predict injuries. You cannot predict injuries in Tyler Lockett. Something to monitor moving forward. All right, man. Let's get into Crackham. I think it's only right oh. that we save the biggest injury for last and crack it to all those Jets fans out there who are probably drinking with us at this right very moment. Right. So all you Jets fans that had to witness the maybe, let's just say you won the battle, but lost the war, dude. God. (laughs) Right. I think you lost the battle and lost the war. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they, they got off to a one and no start, which is great, but all your Super Bowl aspirations are out gone. the window, completely gone. And if, uh, those who are living under a rock, Aaron Rodgers, torn Achilles, done on the for first the year. what? It was like five plays, fourth play, fourth play, fourth play of the season, bro. Have you seen that uh, meme reel going around? I don't know if you sent it to me or if maybe I just saw it, but it's uh, here's all the highlights of Aaron Rodgers, twenty twenty. I sent that to you, did you? And he just, it's just, <laughs> just him carrying the American flag. <laughs> and man, we shouldn't laugh about this because that yeah. sucks because to, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and we may have just witnessed the very last snap we could have uh, in his career because he's 40 and yeah. Achilles ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh, so, man, definitely not, dude. I hope he comes back because I love to hit on Aaron Rodgers, but damn, the NFL ain't going to be the same if he's not around out there. It's definitely so. not, man. We're definitely at a changing of the guard at the quarterback position. I feel like we got a lot of these young guys. Yep. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers up there in age, maybe the last of a dying breed. So I just don't think he goes out like this. You don't so think, I think so? I think he he's has going to come back I think one more he's year. He's going to try to come back. And then ruptures the other one too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the oh. most Jets thing oh to ever God. happen. Yeah, As a Jets would, fan, dude. you'd be like, God. So this yeah. crack comes to you, to the this Jets to fans you, everywhere. Jets fans everywhere, baby. Yeah, real sad news about A-Rod. But yep. let's get past the sad and let's get into some other QB play. So this week, week one, obviously, we had some huge games from quarterbacks. We had Tua, had a huge game, Mac Jones, Jordan Love, uh, even the rookie, Anthony Richardson, AR-15. Had a good game. Had a great game. And, of course, your boy, Herbo, had Herbo. a solid game. Solid game. Who most stood out to you this week? From the quarterback position? Probably Tua, because I went to that game, and he just lit it up. But don't you think he's – I mean, we kind of saw this similar to last year, dude. You don't think in any way he's just a product of that system? Of course I do. But I also think it takes great accuracy and decision-making to be good in that system. He does have that. And I think he has that. He's smart, and he's pinpoint accurate with the ball. I saw a couple passes from him where I was just like, damn – it wasn't even coverable. Like you couldn't. There was no way it was gonna stop it. So I was really impressed by his stat line from a fantasy perspective. Two hundred eighty-one, or I'm sorry, from his stat line perspective, 
28 for 45, 466 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, one fumble, five carries, five yards, 27 points. Damn. Probably from a guy that got drafted in shit. How late do you think this guy got drafted? Well, I know he didn't get drafted in our redraft league. He's on the waiver wire. In our redraft league? In our redraft league, yes. He oh, is. you're right. He's in our redraft <laughs> So there you go. Undrafted, wide re- uh, which, quarter, high-end quarterback one. Which goes to prove you don't even necessarily need to draft a quarterback in the draft, dude. You could just let him fall to the waiver wire, I mean, dude. shit, man. Maybe it's, that's the next draft, dude. Right? Fade quarterbacks completely out of the draft. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's the next draft. So, uh, yeah, man. Definitely impressive for sure. I still... For me, it all kind of goes back to what we've talked about previously, and I think it was our bold episode prediction with D, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? If he can, he's definitely going to be in a position where he could possibly, like D, as crazy as it sounds, push for a top five position at that quarterback position. Playing like that? Hell yeah, he's going to. Oh yeah, dude, without a doubt. But it's yet to be seen. We need to, you know, like I said, see if he can stay on the field. For all, what are we at? 17, 18 games now? They changed it recently. Uh, NFL shit. regular season games? Um, it don't matter. Basically, he matter. needs to get past week six. It's 18 games. For Tua. He needs to get past 17 week games with a bye week. Okay, so. okay. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Tua definitely was impressive. For me, dude, it was Jordan Love. The guy was basically riding the bench for I don't know how long. Yes, he was under the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers. But for him to basically come out and play a game like he did, in an away game, by the way, 245, I think, for three TDs. Uh, limited rushing, but still, he looked sharp, man. He did. For the most part. I mean, that's really impressive stuff out of Jordan Love. And as a Jordan Love dynasty owner, that's what I like to see. I don't know the point total. I think it was, what, 20? Can you look that up for me? Yeah, I can look that up. I don't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, man, he looked fresh. He looked clean. He was making the right reads. That offense, I think, might be sneaky good, dude. You got to remember, they have... 23 points. 23 points? 245 okay. yards passing, three yeah. touchdowns, three carries, 12 yards. What I was going nice. to say is you got to remember that was without Christian Watson too. So Christian yep. Watson, uh, we don't know when he's going to come back. He's also dealing with a hamstring injury. But, uh, yeah, that was with Romeo Dobbs. That was Luke, with Luke Musgrave, who I am a personal fan of, and I'm in conversations with a member of our Dynasty League about trading for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'll keep that to myself. Uh but yeah, man, for me, it was Jordan Love. I think he definitely showed out and and put forth a promising fantasy performance. And if he's on the waiver wire, I think he's definitely something that or definitely someone you may be intrigued by because I can see more performances like that moving forward than not. Right. If I'm getting 20 plus points on my QB every week, I'm enticed by that. And right. you got to remember, that's without the rushing. I don't think he had that much rushing involved. The guy can run. So we'll see what happens in the Green Bay. I also was a big fan of Mac Jones, man. Were you? Mac Jones? Yeah. After they went down early no. against Philly, came no. back. No. Do you, from a fantasy perspective? No. You don't like these numbers? Threw the ball 54 times. <laughs> no wonder, dude. <laughs> 316 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, two carries, 15 yards, 24 points. Oh. Guys on our waiver. And also, to that point, the, the three guys that are leading our redraft league from a quarterback perspective after week one, Tua, Mac, Jordan Love, all three on the waiver. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Fade the QBs, baby. That's fade them. Fade them hard, brother. <laughs> fade them hard. So, again, just to your point, week one was super weird. Yeah, very weird, man. Dude. <laughs> Anthony Richardson's five. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, I can see AR. 
The other three, I can't really. It, see. There's I mean, no way. The Tua, maybe kinda, Tua, yeah, Mac yeah. Jones and Jordan Love, no shot in hell. Yeah, that if no you, way. I was putting if a parlay down. If you down. had that, yeah. If I was gonna say, if you had that bet in Vegas, damn, you'd made a lot of money, dude. Yeah, man, that's definitely a weird week one. Uh, but those are some of the QB performances that stood out to us the most at ATC. Let's get into some wide receiver standouts, dude. Um, obviously, some big games. We we mentioned already Tyree Kill, right? Massive game, 44 points. Others that had big games, Brandon Ayuk, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave, Puka Nakua, and an honor mentionable to Zay Jones. Which one of these guys do you think maybe won't necessarily do what they're going to do again, but is due for a decline? So 44 points is a huge day. I think that's an easy bet. That's an easy one, right? You that's just an easy. There's bet. like a five percent chance because there's a chance that he can do this again. There is. It's Tyree Kill. Always a damn chance. You know who I was Tyree thinking Kill. of? Uh, who Tyree Kill reminds me of? Who's that? Deion Sanders. Like Tyree the Kill? swagger, the, swag? the confidence, the fact that he just—he's like, "Yo, I'm a winner." Did and you hear yeah, what he said in yeah, his yeah two thousand yards? Right? Did, or is well, that what you're gonna say? No. Did you hear what he said in his uh, post conference? No. He's like, you know, I just was—I'm unguardable. Like, exactly, you can't guard dude, me. Dude, and then he's sense. like, you know, people call me, like, my nickname's a cheetah. I'm more like a lion. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved it. And I, I watched it, him live absolutely rip up our $80, 72000000 million cornerback and J.C. Jackson oh, yeah. over there and embarrassed him. One of the, him. quote, best corners in the league, dude. Dude, okay, and End to quote. J.C. Jackson's credit, like, there's no single covering Tyreek Hill. I was going to say, dude. And he's... he played a decent game, but, like, a decent game is, like, when Kobe tapped um, – What's his name on on the ass in the end? He plays for New York. He was a rookie. He played with Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. Oh, he's a tall, small forward. I can't, oh, I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Nonetheless, Kobe tapped him on the on his back. He's like, you played a good game, son. And he was like, what? You're down by 10. They ended up winning the game by five. Oh, you're talking about uh, Eamon Shumpert. Yep, yeah, Eamon yeah, Shumpert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just like just went off on him. That's basically what, what Tyreek Hill did to J.C. Jackson. You're, you're playing a good game. Oh, I, I don't But let me know. close out we the have, game. We have the replay on the TV here, dude. We yeah. can just watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah. Well, I'll say this, dude. And actually, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't J.C. more a zone specialist corner? Yes. Than a man-to-man? Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe that's on your guys' D coordinator for putting him in a terrible position. But I mean, who else are you going to put out there? I mean, we tried cover. It yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of zone covers. I saw yeah. cover two. I saw yeah, cover yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw it just it just didn't matter, dude. Yeah. You yeah. know, they shaded half the defense to his side of the field <laughs> yeah, at one point, dude. and it still didn't matter. It did not, bro. It was unbelievable. So, yeah, man. I I mean, obviously that's an easy pick for a decline. I don't think Tyreek's going to do that every week, but. I mean, from the other ones that we listed, I don't think Ayuk has another thirty-point game because I don't see Debo having another dud. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've all fired up Ayuk on the show. Be- the reason why we fired Ayuk up on the show is because he's one of Purdy's favorite targets outside of George Kittle. Sure. So George Kittle didn't do shit yesterday. Yeah, he didn't. And uh, but kind of also like what I mentioned to you off pod is I just think that. That offense is so diverse. And there's going to be so many games where they're going to be up. I think the run game is going to be heavily involved. I just don't see Brandon Dayuk being a consistent shit, even 20-point-per-game score, dude. I think he had 30 at, like, half yeah. yesterday. And then and by usually the what the happens game, after that? 32. He ended up the with 32 The defense figures it out. Yeah. And they I shut mean, I don't out. know if the defense figures it out, but then they just really turned up Christian McCaffrey after Unless that. Unless you're Tyree Kill, the defense usually figures it out, dude. No, you're just not figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. 
other big performances, like we mentioned, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, uh, I hate to say I was wrong about this one, but it looks like I was wrong. He's back and better than ever, brother. It looks like I was maybe wrong about Calvin Ridley. It looks like he is T-Law's top dog down in Jacksonville. But Bro, he looks like he has not missed a step. I mean, you better not miss a step. You've been re- rehabbing essentially sure. for a year and a half, or and he's still on his prime. Been. You know, yeah. still young. So yeah, you you should you better be fresh. He just looked so much me, better than all of those other receivers. To me, it was just those. a shock, man. Like, and kudos to him, dude. I just I just feel like that would be so hard to oh yeah to to not play a professional sport for a year and a half and come back and just absolutely dominate like the way he did. Week one, yeah. Week one, exactly. Nonetheless, so. Looks like I was wrong about that. I can definitely see Calvin Ridley being a, what do you think, maybe top 12 wideout moving 100%. forward? 100%. Every yeah. week he's a must start. He's a wide receiver one. He's a set it and forget it. At that rate and at that with that offense and with Trevor at the helm, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not a top 12 wideout. Michael Pittman. That was an anomaly, dude. <laughs> don't get hung up on that. No chance that shit happens Pittman again. If you benched him week one. Don't don't start him week two. No way, dude. No I way. I don't even know how that happened, to be honest. I, I you know, I, I again, I didn't watch this game, but it was, I think he scored a touchdown. So I think he that's scored where a long touchdown. That's where that's where it came he from. He scored like a forty yard touchdown. There or something you go. Like that's that. where his majority of his points came from. It just it's it's amazing to me that that happened. I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future. We've touched on the point before that Anthony Richardson just not that guy yet. Maybe down the road he gets his pass catchers more involved sure but i like to see or i I anticipate seeing a running game heavy focus in indianapolis chris olave though i think we hit on him brother i expect that to be the norm every week i think we he is the number one option there even though michael thomas looked really good too that week or um week one it's it's the chris olave show there you could see he's he's the clear-cut number one he's outpacing everybody else he's the guy yep i agree and those that listen to ATC, I had on my bold predictions, Chris Olave finishing as a, originally it was top 12. Top eight. And then I changed it to top eight. And you know what? Based off yesterday, I'm going to stick by that, dude. Let's get on, these, let's, let's touch on these other ones that you mentioned earlier. So Jacoby, mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. No shit, no way this happens again. Oh yeah, no way. Because Patrick Sertan basically bottled up Devontae Adams. Yep. and. We all know Devontae Adams doesn't have two bad weeks in a row. No way. I think that pro- that was a product more of the offense going to the and, opposite guy. And and let's be clear, his bad week uh, on Sunday was twelve points. Was twelve points. So that's yeah. the f- You're telling me that's the floor for, for Devontae. Devontae Adams. I'm gonna take that every exactly. day as a Devontae owner. And then Kendrick Bourne, no shot. Please yeah. see our argument about Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agreed, dude. Uh, here. Is the last guy this I want to touch on. Fire this guy up. And uh, because we're too stupid to figure out how to cut sound bites here at ATC, I'm going to play this from my phone from a previous episode, and hopefully it registers. He's truly holding his phone. Listeners. I'm truly holding my phone. It's about to go to the mic. And here we go for our last guy. All right, yeah. So let's get into the sleepers here. And uh, what I was trying to get to, uh, boys, last year, for a pod episode that was not released, I gave an O to... Damian Pierce as basically our late round sleeper for me personally and that ended up hitting I'm going out on a limb again and going super deep this year and identifying Puka Nakua Brian Puka Nakua <laughs> <laughs> as let's call him <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Puka Nakua, baby. You Damn. heard it here first on ATC. Deep, comatose sleeper, showing up week one. I don't give a shit about the fucking schematics of it. Yeah. The fact is, he showed up when probably a lot of people didn't think he was going to show up. Except for you. Except for me, baby. Damn, bro. If only you could get like the rest of your draft right <laughs> and then get these, you, you'd be in good shape. I would be in good shape. Uh, but yeah, Puka, monster game. I think he had, what, 10 catches, Frank, for 100-something, 11 yards. Good for 21 fantasy PPR points. The bigger yeah. the bigger thing, exactly. I think, uh, to take note of, 15 targets. That is insane. Not only is it insane for a normal wide receiver, but for a rookie fifth-round pick? Are you kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me? I expect this to be the norm until Cooper Cup comes back. So do I. And I don't care what defense i don't care what team they play matt stafford's gonna force feed this guy the ball he was featured early and often and let's not forget which is weird dude (laughs) a little weird but let's not forget this guy i mean and i know it's hard to you know filter through all the noise that is oh this rookie looks so great in camp sure but this guy all the word out of camp was all season that this kid is legit. He's a real player. He's going to make noise. Obviously, we did not think it would be this early, but due to unfortunate circumstances, due to the Cooper, Cooper Cup injury, yep, he showed up and he balled out. And like Frank said, I think this is going to be the standard, at least for the next four weeks, possibly longer. I think because, 8 to 15 targets a, game, a week. Yeah? Man, I love to hear that, dude. Double-digit targets every week, basically. I love to hear that. So do you think he's the guy in L.A.? It's not so much that I think that he's the guy. I think that Matt Stafford is quite intelligent when it comes to spreading the ball around. And so obviously he sa- he has some some rapport with this guy already. So he's going to be looking for him like a safety valve like he did on Sunday. Yeah. And so, I mean, you talked about it before. The depth chart, this guy was slated to replace Cooper Cup if Cooper Cup got hurt. Right. And he came in and basically did his best impression of Cooper Cup. Because if he scores a touchdown, we're like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, 21 points, nice. But if this guy puts a touchdown on the board, shit, we're talking about high-end wide receiver one numbers for the week. Right. I mean. Cooper Cup numbers. That's what I'm getting at. So let me ask you this, dude. And I might just be digging here in our redraft league because I know everybody is throwing a fab on this guy. Yeah. What's What's your max price? So if he was, if Cooper Cup doesn't play the rest of the year, which something in me tells me he may not. All of it. Hunter you Bronx. throw everything you got at this, place, <laughs> at this guy. I'm about it, dude. You know? Because, like, we, I go back to these numbers all the time. The Cooper Cup's usage, usage in that offense is second to none. So yep. even if he's getting somewhere close to that, just by sheer volume, this guy's going to produce, and those touchdowns are going to come. And Matt Stafford looked awesome. He did. He they looked really good. Kicked the shit out of Seattle. He looked really good. Yeah, that's a a bigger point at large. I don't think anyone saw the Rams beating Seattle. I mean, in Seattle, I think everybody could have no been Cooper Cup. could be super high on what the Seahawks did last year, and then just oh, not Geno giving, Smith. not forgetting the fact that the Rams two years ago were one of the best offenses in football that we have seen ever. You know, from a yeah. fantasy perspective. So be mindful, of Sean McVay. He's smart. He is. He's smart. He's going to find a way to get his playmakers involved. And, it and looks Matt Stafford's like, healthy. Yep. 
Stafford's healthy, and it looks like early on, Puka is a player. Consider Matt Stafford an add in fantasy. Yeah. And fade those running or fade those QBs. Fade them even more. Don't he's even on the wire. start one, dude. He's on the <laughs> <laughs> He's on the wire. Uh honorable mention too, out to Zay Jones. He had a good game in Jacksonville. Obviously shadowed overshadowed by uh Calvin Ridley. But Zay Jones doing Zay Joe things over there, dude. I think I think the big thing with this is he has the rapport with Trevor Lawrence, same with Christian Kirk, even though Christian Kirk had an absolute flop of a game. Mm-hmm. But I think that might be the norm moving forward. I think you'll see Calvin Ridley have the prototypical standard wide receiver one day, and then it's going to be a toss-up of who's going to be the wide receiver two or who's going to put the wide receiver two numbers. Is and be that Jones, sucks if it's you're be Christian owner Kirk. for yeah. Christian Kirk. Shit, maybe it's Evan Engram one day Ugh. at the tight end position. But, yeah, that sucks if you're an owner of that. But still, Zay Jones, nonetheless, had himself a good day the other day. So, shout out to him. Maybe keep an eye on him moving forward. All right, dude, let's get into some running backs here. Running backs who had some big days. We kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Aaron Jones and both Austin Eckler had great days. Christian McCaffrey, of course, showed up to be his usual self. Tony Pollard, behind that great offensive line, always shows out. Here's a bit of a weird one. Bijan and Tyler Algier. Had a great day, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Travis Etienne in Jacksonville had himself a solid day as well. And Kyron Williams, a bit of a sleeper, had a good day in Seattle. Now, let me ask you. For the Rams. For the for the Rams. That's correct. Yeah. Let me ask you. Out of all these guys, here's what I'm most curious about. Can Tyler Algier finish as a top, let's say, 20 running back for the season, splitting time with B. John Robinson? I think if he's getting multiple touchdowns a week like that and getting all the goal line work, by default, he's going to finish like close to that. Mm. But I, I'm a, I'm a little more curious to see how the situation plays out because of the fact that this just could be a, this just could be them easing Bijan in mm-hmm. to NFL play speed. You know, mm-hmm. first week they're like kind of fifty fifty, but in three weeks when Bijan is full fledged and off and running, we may start to see that Tyler Algier fade. Because that guy's too good to split back, split time, which we've emphasized on this podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think it's interesting, man. I think if anyone watched the Atlanta game or saw highlights of the Atlanta game, specifically the Bijan touchdown, did you see the Bijan touchdown? Yeah, that was one of the most nastiest cutbacks that he burned that oh, defender yeah. on. I've Dude, got stuck I in Bijan. I can't, I can't remember the last time I saw a running back do that to a defender. Yeah. Dude, that was filthy. He looked nice. That was absolutely filthy. I only expect Bijan to get better as the season goes on. I can't say the same for Tyler Algier. If Ty- like Tyler Algier put up 27 in PPR yesterday, Bijan put up 20. I think next week that could change, and I think it start- it's going to start to go to Bijan more. I think you might be right. Because think- the goal line work went to Tyler, which means that maybe Bijan isn't isn't there for that goal line work just yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But his yeah. pass catching is out of is out of this world. Yeah. And I think that that was one of his calling cards coming out of college too, is Bijan is his pass catching. But I've said this before on the podcast. I think Tyler Algier is too good not to be involved in this offense. Right. He's in one of the run friendliest systems in the league. Yes, Bijan is the real deal. And yes, we saw kind of an odd split. We didn't expect as fantasy owners to see this split last or this last Sunday between Bijan and Tyler Algier. But I won't be surprised if it's the norm going forward. I can definitely see a world where Tyler Algier's Algier's 
uh, role gets reduced moving forward as Bijan becomes more comfortable in the NFL. But I don't think Tyler Algier is going anywhere. Not in so, the foreseeable future. No. Maybe at least for these first three weeks. Because, you know, like the first three weeks of the NFL season, teams, especially offenses, they're trying to find their way and feel right. Their- it's going to take a few weeks to figure out who what these teams are. Exactly. And who these players Who these players are going to be. But just going out of gut and circling back to the, the question at large, do I see him becoming a top 20 back? I don't think so, but it wouldn't shock me as if he finished like top 24, maybe like top. That's still RB2. Yeah, RB2. Yeah. And, which is amazing, dude. But then again, I'm not that I wouldn't be that surprised also because, like I said, run heavy offense. Right. Right. And you got to you got to remember, too, the fact that they are so run heavy, that's going to increase your chances for injury. Right. Sure. So you got to be mindful of that. Tyler Algier, I think I would say next to Josh Kelly is probably the best insurance policy you can find at the running back position or Jalen Warren or Jalen Warren. Yes. Also or damn after yesterday, Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears. Yeah, dude. Tajay Spears. And he looked good. Uh, it was good to see Tajay get targeted. In I think the that a lot game. of that was game script, though. I think so, too. So, but yeah, just touching on the other, uh, these other guys who we mentioned. Aaron Jones, like we said, had a big, had a huge day, actually. Pacing for points. put up. He was pacing the day to be the number one running back in fantasy until yeah. he got hurt. And if his hammy comes back fine, I definitely like his place. Shit, he could probably push for a top 12 finish, too. Oh, dude. After what he did week. After what he did um, this past week, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler, as usual, had a monster day, but also be mindful, as we alluded to earlier, dealing with a bit of a bit of an ankle issue. So just be mindful of that. How many points did he had yesterday? Standard, like, 20-plus, uh, usual? 25.9, yeah. I want to see. Just a standard Austin Eckler day. Uh, here's one that I was happy to see as a Travis Etienne I'm sorry, 26.4. 26.4. Yeah. yeah, standard Austin Eckler. As a Travis Etienne Jr. owner, I think he put up 21 points. I was very happy to see that. He had 15-plus carries, over 70 yards. What most excited me as a Etienne Jr. owner was the amount of passing volume he received in the past game. He caught five catches. I don't know for how many yards, but the fact is he ended up in the end zone and finished with 21 points. If you're a Travis Etienne Jr., you got to be happy with that. And the big shocker, I think, we kind of briefly mentioned it, Tyron Williams. Oh, man. Real weird. This is okay. What's even more weird about this situation is that Kyren actually was on the field more than Cam Akers, even though Cam Akers got most of the running work. It's just strange. I think what what blew him up is that he got both of the touchdowns, and so like I have him in Dynasty, and I was like, damn, I'd love to see that. Right. But it's clear that the Rams have a clear role for this guy. Oh, definitely. So you, I think you picked this guy up. You know where Kyron f- Williams went to school? Oh, no shot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I hadn't thrown one of those out yet, bro. Oh, man. Notre Dame, Fighting Irish. He looked good, man. that, man. No, hell no, oh, dude. All right. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I am, you know, it all just goes back to the format that you play. We play our redraft league is a PPR format. So we're obviously going to be heavy talking points about PPR. And yes, while he may have outsnapped Cam Akers, I think he only got one target in the passing game. He did. Which, to me, as a PPR But he player, got the goal line work. Yeah, that's great, dude. But, like, again, I want – you know me. I'm a big floor guy. No, I get you. I, I, get want, you. I want – if you're going to give me three – fuck, dude. You give me four catches, that's four automatic points. Right. Right? Instead, you're only giving me one target, and you don't – I don't even think he caught it. 
Right. Did he have a catch? He might have. I don't know. I don't think so. But I want to see more passing work out of my running backs. But still, to Frank's point, yes, he was on the field more than Cam Akers. Yes, there is potential for more volume, more work there, which historically obviously translates to potentially greater success. Uh, moving along to tight ends, dude, a couple tight end shout outs. Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst had themselves a day. Any of these guys stand out to you one more than the other? Well, shit, I think it's important because both of these guys probably went undrafted in yeah. your leagues. Yeah, you know? no, one, no one had these guys. Um, Probably Hunter Henry. I don't know if I can say the same about Hayden Hurst repeating that success. Yeah. I don't know. I am going to go opposite here. I think Hayden Hurst is going to have a more successful fantasy season than Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry was kind of a one-shot deal. I still think he's going to be a big part of that offense. I just don't think he's going to get the volume that maybe Hayden Hurst will see. you got to remember. Five Hay- for 41 and a touchdown. Who's that? Hayden. Seven targets. On Okay, that's what I'm saying. And how many from that rookie, that's from the rookie quarterback. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. From the rookie cornerback who historically like to use their tight ends as safety valves. Dude, did you see? So... Bryce's first pass was to Hayden Hurst. And you know what Hayden Hurst did with it? He threw it in the stands, dude. Oh, the touchdown <laughs> did you pass? See that? Yeah, yeah dude. he did. He threw it completely in the stands, and Bryce looks so sad. He's, He's like, like oh, no, dude, that's my ball. It. <laughs> He's oh, like, yeah, go get it, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, dude. Uh, yeah, if I had to choose between these two guys, um, I'm going with Hayden Hurst. I don't know if either will be fantasy relevant, you know, consistently throughout the season sure but i if you had to if i had to choose one it would definitely be hayden hurst that's just me yeah hunter henry had 556 a touchdown six targets 16 points both very i mean they they did better than dallas goddard yes they did let's talk about that dallas goddard letting my fantasy teams down all over the place because i've invested so much in him mine too but thank god i have tyree kill yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh cool man so those are just some shout outs of the week let's get into some waiver wire pickups we have a rankings here of who we think you guys should target first overall all the way to 10 and then we're gonna throw some and then we'll throw some sleepers in some sleepers yeah so first overall waiver wire pickup we just talked about him. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. He's got a role there. He's got a role Pick there. And even though I said his passing work is limited, if he's going to get that volume, he's definitely worth a shot. I agree. So, I mean, I don't know. How much you be willing to spend on Kyron Williams? Fab-wise? Mm. Let's say you got a full budget, 100 yeah. bucks. First week of the season. Maybe like hey. 10%, 12%. Shit, fab. man. You really want him? Go get him. Yeah. 20%. 20%. Because, wow. like, this is the type of player that, say Cam Akers gets hurt for any reason, that yeah. split back situation is no longer split back, and he's already proving he can do it in a split back situation. Right. So if something goes awry, you got to argue yourself a, an RB1 potentially. You think Kyron Williams is an RB1? I'm saying if he sees an injury in that backfield, yes. So if you have an opportunity to go get him now, for let me cheaper? let me let me ask that again. You think Kyron Williams is a RB one? I think regardless of situation. No, obviously okay. it's a okay. it's a split backfield situation right now. I'm okay. just saying, and he's like a flex. And to be honest, I okay. probably Everyone, wouldn't even start him this coming next week because 
I everyone think it's can more breathe. weird than everyone anything. can breathe. I think it's more weird than anything that he what of what he did. But what I'm saying is, he just showed to us that he has the ability to do it. And if he sees an injury in front of him, that's the type of running back that you spend all your fab on. A Kyron Williams. Yes. Hmm. From Notre Dame. You know, who I think you spend all your fab on Puka Nakua. Let me play this clip again. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but Puka what are we Nakua, talking about baby. here? Two players from the Rams' offense. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But I will counter that with this. I think the Rams, regardless of their win on Sunday, are going to be bad, and they're going to be behind, and they're going to need to throw the ball. And as I alluded to earlier, they don't throw it to their running backs. They throw it to the wide receivers. And who's the number one wide receiver on the Rams right now? Puka Akalakilaki Nakua, baby. Our second waiver wire pickup. Our second waiver wire pickup, who I think should have the number one spot but i don't think i don't think uh cooper cup's coming back this season personally that's a big bull claim from frank on atc here i mean it just it just has really bad rumblings all over that yeah if you're in need of a wide out and even if he comes back and he plays a couple of games he's gonna get hurt again this yeah. reminds me of christian mccaffrey from a few years ago when he start when he had the same situation and then missed the entire season. I got an eerie feeling you might be right. Dude. And that's why I'm willing to spend a buttload of fab on How much? Nikola. A lot all of it. All even of though, it. Hundred dollars, huh? Even put your fucking money where your mouth is then. I might. Okay. I guarantee you D's probably spent a hundred. Fucking Daniel has no option. <laughs> yeah. He's a Cooper Cup owner, dude. I mean, he drafted him in the second round and all he did was fire his team up and say how good it was and how it was the best team and look at it now. What happened week one? No Cooper Cup. No um, tight end from from Baltimore. Yeah, Mark Andrews. No Mark Andrews. Yeah. He's hurting. The only reason why he survived this week is because Dallas defense put up a 30, 65 points for him. You and, know? Like, here's I'm being so, sarcastic. It was 35. But. Yeah, and here's what's so fun about, like, fantasy. This is it's, why we don't get rid of defenses. defenses yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, but this is also what's so fun about fantasy, too, is, like, it's a very much prisoner of the moment game. Like, I got three offers in our Dynasty League today for Puka Nakua. Oh, my God. Three. <laughs> do you, and that guy was a nothing on, on the blips of the radar right. last week. So, dude. do you think you could ship him off for the highest value right now? 100%. Are you going to do it? I'm. If someone offers me what I want, I might. Because wow. you have to remember, from a Dynasty standpoint, a long-term view is this guy's played one game, dude. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna. Sell if you could get somebody to sell you for a first round pick, yeah, 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 I'd probably take it. Yeah, yeah. So that's just me thinking or me speaking. But yeah, Puganakua, our number two, number three, Joshua Kelly, your boy, yep. running back, L.A. Chargers. So the reason why I think this guy, this guy should be picked up this week is because Austin Eckler is dealing with an injury, mm-hmm. and so I he proved on Sunday that he's very capable of handling between the tackles duties, and he looked really good while doing it. So if Austin Eckler misses any time, this guy's an RB1 this I, week. I found it interesting, and I didn't watch too much of the game, so maybe you can correct me, but he got like 15-plus carries, right? Yep. So Kellen Moore, look what he did last year with Zeke and Tony Pollard. And, and Eckler played the whole game, right? Yeah. Very it's just a split-back situation. So even if, he's, even if Eckler does play, he's going to be hampered by that. He's going to see a lot of time, so. Right. If you're an Eckler owner, well, shit. If you're an Eckler owner, you're probably very sad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you go. Are. I, if go out there and get Josh Kelly, man. Dude, he's a flex start. And if Austin Eckler misses next week's time, he's an RB one. 
I think I might put Josh Kelly above Kyron Williams. Just for the sheer fact that, yeah, maybe. Like I said, he next to maybe Tyler Algier is the most valuable insurance policy well, in the game. Daniel did these rankings, so he's not here, so we'll just blame him. Well, we had input. Yeah. I mean, it looked like you were able to I, – I, it's very hard. I don't want to get personal life, but – right. You know, it's hard for me to like respond to some of the stuff throughout. For the sure, week. but uh, yeah, dude. I mean, Josh Kelly. I don't know, man. I just think that, bro. I mean, if he's it getting six, good, if dude. he's getting fifteen plus carries with Austin Eckler at a full game, imagine what's he gonna get. He's just not getting pass catching. That's where Eckler is dominating. Yeah, and, and you're a PPR a guy. I'm so. a PPR guy that we. I need more of that in my life. But damn, dude, at, at that offense, if Kellen Moore is gonna commit to the run the way that it looks like he's going to. Which in would, the first game, I, I don't think it matters, dude. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, speaking of running backs, number four here, Kenneth Gainwell. This one's a bit of a weird one. I mean, he's got the rib injury, right? Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think – so, yeah, go get this guy if he's there. I think this is more along the lines <laughs> of, like, if he didn't he's get drafted. Hurt, go get him. <laughs> I think D drafted him and then dropped him, and uh, now he's on our waiver wire in our redraft, which is kind of funny. Well, so. I think – but he's you, got a rib injury, so I don't know. He's got a rib know injury, and you also got to remember the only reason why he got a lot of run is because Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. Right. So I don't know. We'll he see. didn't play this week. He or he didn't practice today, and today is Tuesday. Right. So yeah, yeah. Today is Tuesday, September twelfth, guys. Uh, I don't think we referenced that. So, but yeah, uh, Kenneth Gainwell is an interesting one to me because, again, it's a Philly back, and they they cycle those guys. Yeah, they cycle those guys like crazy. So I don't know. I'm not too high in Kenneth Gainwell, but neither you, am I. You could definitely do worse. I'm not him. spending fab on him. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't spend too much. I'll fab let somebody on him. else pick that up and deal with that problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, more running backs, dude. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. We had them tied for a five spot. How are we going to replace that awesome Baltimore backfield? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you spend for either of those guys. I don't know who you think is because I think Justice Hill got a touchdown. Yes, he did. He did. But they're saying Gus Edwards is the guy that's going to come in. So who the hell knows what's going to happen there? I feel like I could be wrong. These have been the same dudes that have been there for years. Gus Bus, baby. Gus Bus and Justice Hill. Right. I could be wrong, but I don't know. It feels like they've had the same trio of running backs in Baltimore for I don't know how long. Right. So For 10 years, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, take your pick. I, I feel like these guys are a coin flip. Justice Hill, Gus Edwards. If I was a betting man, maybe I'd lean towards Gus Edwards just because he. I think he's, I think he's the vet, right? He has yes, more he's experience. Been there yeah, he's been there with Justice Hill. I think they maybe have a little more trust in him. But again, I think it's total coin flip. So who knows? Uh, moving along, number six waiver wire pickup, Kendrick Bourne. Hey man, pick him up. Flex start him. I mean, he did have what 10, 11 targets. Yep, he looked good. That's always nice in PPR. Formats. So I mean, right there. That's that's probably the I think. But that, it's a New England wideout, dude. I know that's the one. That's the one thing about that which is always sketchy. But like of value here, that like obviously the higher you get, the more money you're gonna have to spend. He's probably presents the best value. I think. You think so? For point return, yeah. You could probably get him pretty cheap from a fa- from a fab budget. I th- I think you're right. You know I what think, I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think you just made a good point. I think from a from a budget standpoint, a fab standpoint, you know, you could get similar production from. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it, dude, because I think Puka's going to blow him out of the water. But I think Puka's going to put up. But shit, dude, if they're getting the same amount of volume, you know? Yeah. Let's just say let's just say Puka does only do the first four or five games, 
and we know Kendrick Bourne's going to be there for the first four games, four or five games. If they're getting that same amount of volume, shit. I mean, it's possible. Right. Is it likely? I don't know, but it's possible. At least opportunities is what you're going off exactly. of. Exactly. You're going off opportunities. Uh, speaking of opportunities, limited, but he did look good in the red zone and a Jordan Love favorite, Romeo Dobbs, dude. I'm a fa- I'm a Dobbs owner in Dynasty. Are you? In Someone our new took startup. him in redraft and I was pissed. Because so, I knew going into the season that Jordan Love was going to be targeting him in the end zone. I think Romeo Dobbs is gonna is a good candidate to outperform his ADP this year. Oh, no question. Yeah. No question, dude. Romeo Dobbs is severely underrated. I think both those pass catchers are severely underrated. If I had to put my money on one having a bigger season than the other, it would be Romeo Dobbs, actually, to be honest. Over? Over Christian Watson. Really? I wouldn't be shocked, man. I would not be shocked at all. All the reports out of the camp were... Jordan Love was favoring Romeo Dobbs consistently. Um, same to be said in the red zone. I mean, as, we the, saw, as we saw. At the end of the day, the best ability is availability. That's right. And Christian dude. Watson is not available. That's right. Dude. So That's a Romeo Dobbs, go get him. Romeo Dobbs. Wide receiver one on your waiver probably. Be mindful, though. Be mindful. He did only have, I think, like six targets. Uh, five of them he caught, obviously, and then two of them were for touchdowns. So a lot yep. of production came from a short amount of volume. But like I mentioned, we don't know the situation with Christian Watson. We don't know when he's coming back. Romeo Dobbs, the de facto number one wideout for Jordan Love right now. It looks like Christian Watson. Shit. He's day by day, which means they, he's still hurting. Yeah. He's not playing know. this week, dude. He's not playing, dude. No. Uh, going into number eight, Hayden Hurst, we touched on him a bit again, any of those tight ends who are those safety valves for those rookie QBs, I think have value, dude. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? And Hayden Hurst is one of those guys. We mentioned it earlier, seven targets, five catches and a touchdown. He is going to provide value consistently, probably throughout the season. That's a bad Carolina team. They're always going to probably be playing from behind. And like we said, a rookie quarterback's best friend is a tight end and a solid running game. And he has Miles Sanders, so shit. He don't got no running game, He dude. has nothing, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's got Hayden Hurst, baby. So keep an eye on Hayden Hurst moving forward. Another tight end to keep your eye on, and this was my personal recommendation, Zach Ertz. I don't know if you guys remember Zach Ertz. He's an old dinosaur, an old head. But he did play week one. And I don't want to say he looked good, but he got a lot of volume. He got 10 targets. Ten targets. Ten targets. Tight end you know who led Not all six of them. You for know who twenty-one led, yards. You know who led all tight ends and targets week one. Zach Ertz with oh ten targets. God. So he's going to get that volume. Yes, his quarterback is Joshua Dobbins. Dobbs. J.K. Dobbins' brother. <laughs> but shit, man, if he's getting the Joshua volume, Dobby, dude. From yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude, he looks like Voldemort. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> funny. But, uh, yeah, man, Zach Ertz, I mean, if he's getting that volume and he's healthy, Zach Ertz may be a super sleeper. I think he maybe could have made the coma sleepers for the season. I mean, he did – when he was healthy last year, he do, he did – he was awesome. He was a top five tight end, but I believe. Zach Ertz, I had him in my work league, and he was dominating, and then he got hurt, and yeah. it sucked. So – I expect them to feature him often, and they're gonna, they're terrible. So they're going to always be coming from behind, and Great they're going to throw the ball. They're always going to be behind. They're always going to throw the ball. And we got to remember, that guy, Joshua Dobbins. <laughs> What's his name? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Joshua a vet. Dobbs. He's going to lean on other vets. The only other vets there really that are older heads like him 
I think, are Zach Ertz and James Conner. Yeah. And Marquise Brown to a lesser degree. That team might be the oldest team in football. Like I think of them and I think of the uh, 2017 Lakers when we were like the oldest team in basketball. Were we? Yeah. Who do we have? I don't remember. We had a bunch of old people. We can't get off on a Laker tangent, dude. I'll yeah, just you're talk right. all day about Lakers. Uh, and lastly, rounding out our waiver wire pickups of the week, Tutu Atwell, the compliment to the newly minted wide receiver one, Puka Nakua. I, I have mean, nothing he, to say about this. He had six catches, what, 100 yards, something like that. That offense was just flowing that day. Eight targets. I I, I, I wouldn't throw a fab at this. I mean, I don't think you, this is going to continue. If you had to, how much would you spend? Two bucks. Three bucks. He's a two buck check. Like I just don't see like two buck two two baby. I can't wait till he outperforms Puka Nakua to fall to finish this season. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> and that somebody went the, out there and picked him up for two bucks. Our pod would be buried, dude. Yeah, it would be buried. I mean, who cares, dude? All this shit's luck, anyways. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, but yeah, two two rounds out our waiver wire pickups of the week. Now let's get into some some coma sleepers. A ATC patented saying here coma sleepers so it's super sleepers that no one is even thinking about dude not a single one maybe zay jones we touched on a little bit keep an eye on him he's going to be a complimentary piece up in jacksonville if calvin really not having a day and may lean towards him he just does what zay jones always does man yeah it's just always sure hands always there what's the i would like to see the percentage of routes ran for him Zay Jones. Yeah, can you maybe pull that up? Yeah, I can see if I can and see and see what it was because I think they're I think he's one of those guys that's consistently always on the field, which is great for a fantasy owner. Right, you want to see that. Um, but yeah, I think Zay Jones. I mean, shit, he might overleap Christian Kirk this year as a wide receiver too. Kind of touched on it. Kirk didn't do anything last game, so. I don't know. It's yet to be seen, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a, you make an interesting point that wide receiver two there is up for grabs yeah. with Calvin Ridley basically taking yeah. Christian Kirk's spot. I mean, it didn't so. take long, unfortunately. I was yep. wrong about that. But uh, anyway, so Zay Jones is our number one coma sleeper. Let's get in number two. This is a good one. Calvin Austin in Pittsburgh. Frank, do you know anything about Calvin Austin? Nah. Yeah, I didn't think so. Not dude. a thing, dude. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, he was. Kind of like a fan, a draft darling a little bit last year. Like he was very intriguing to a lot of scouts. Very small, but super shifty, very fast, put up great stats in college. Landed in Pittsburgh. And we all know wide receivers that land in Pittsburgh usually put up. And Calvin Austin might put up now that Deontay Johnson is out. So let's remember George Pickens is probably going to slide into that wide receiver one role. Calvin Austin, I don't think he'll be too on the target depth chart. Um, even though he may be on the actual depth chart. I don't, actually don't even know who would be number two behind George Pickens. It might be Calvin Austin. It's probably Calvin Austin. But in terms of like pecking order, in terms of volume and passes, it's going to go George Pickens, Pat Freermuth, probably Najee Harris. Yeah. You know, something along the lines. Jalen Warren. Yep, Jalen Warren, something along the lines like that. But Calvin Austin is the, a name to keep an eye on. Like I said, very highly touted prospect coming out of college last year. Pittsburgh does wonders with wide receivers. Let's see what they can do with Calvin. Uh, number three, running back, Chicago Bears, Roshan Johnson. Ooh, I drafted this guy in our redraft as my last pick in the draft. That's a great pick, dude. Yeah. I mean, he put up. I mean, it wasn't a bit of a weird game. Like, they didn't really have much to play, play for. The game was pretty much out of reach. But 
You showed out, dude. I think what he had like fifty yards, handful of catches, and a touchdown. Five carries, twenty yards, one touchdown, six catches, thirty-five yards. That's what I was thinking. So. Of. Okay, so yeah, again, like Bijan, his running mate at Texas last year, his calling card out of college was his catch passing ability or pass catching ability, I should say. Uh, and obviously, he put that on display last Sunday. So. Definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. As a Khalil Herbert owner, it makes me a bit nervous. It does. So, I mean, that whole Bears offense makes me nervous, dude. There's really not anyone that stands out. That's it's like, Justin Fields. Oh, that's the guy. And that's it. Yeah. So, you got to – I mean, yeah, you got to be very careful with, with Bears players. But Roshan Johnson, definitely keep an eye on him. Another running back. <laughs> this one's very interesting, dude. <laughs> Zach Moss? What is he doing here? Dude, you don't want to own – any stock in that damn indie <laughs> backfield. Why is he on me. the list, dude? I don't know. I just Who put him on here. It's probably because Evan Hole hit the IR and then Deion Jackson looked like dog shit. So they're like, well, Zach Moss is coming back. So let's throw out a name, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to make this backfield look even weirder than what it was, Zach, yeah. Zach, Zach Moss, Moss is, is back this weird. Yeah. So, so I, I guess maybe keep your eye on Zach Moss. I don't, I don't care. Like I have Deion, I traded for Deion Jackson all over the place because I'm a Jonathan Taylor owner. But I'm like, oh, Zach Moss, the same Zach Moss from Buffalo who did nothing for God knows how long. Yeah, yeah, running out of my house to draft to pick him up, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sorry if you are. If you're picking if up you, Zach Moss, you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. week two, bro. Yeah. It's week two, and you don't have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. And I was gonna say, like, there are running back. There, like, how? When are people gonna learn, dude? Like. We all, as fantasy owners, we like to fool ourselves into being like, well, this is it. This is the year. This is the time. You, consistently with Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Hey, he looked good week one. Yeah, he did look good week one. But also, this is, I feel like this is the case of this. Zach Moss, I mean, yes, he may be the last able bodied <laughs> Colts running back. <laughs> but shit, dude. Come His on. three shows, he's trash, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, you could pick him up for free. You don't need to spend anything Just wait till guy. the waiver clears, dude. Yeah. Uh, last guy here in Chroma Sleepers who maybe i Damn, I actually think this guy may Spending some fab on. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Detroit Lions. He looked good the first game. He was targeted early and often from Jared Goff. What are your thoughts on Sam, dude? You think he make he you think he carves himself out a role in Detroit? I think he already has a role, man. We you watched so? we we all watched that game together. He got five targets. He caught every target for thirty nine yards. That guy catches one touchdown. We're talking about a a tight end. You have to go to pick up at the waiver wire. That's you know? a great point, dude. So he's getting targeted. He's on the field often. He he reminds me a little bit, and, and that's a funny point that you just made. It it reminds me a little bit of Dallas Goddard in terms of he may not be the touchdown. Just a safety right valve now, there. but he's a chain mover. He's moving chains, yeah, right? He's moving chain. He's gonna he's gonna get you the yards. He's gonna get you the catches. And yes, if he does show up at the touchdown here and there, shit, dude. That's I mean the way the tight ends go. That's yeah, potentially top five tight end every week. Exactly. And the funny thing is, he's uh, is he he's a rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie. So you know his role. Come I, on, bro. We said Iowa. It yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there was. I mean, come on, dude. I, there was one school I know where tight ends come Let's up, and go, that's it. baby. But um. Yeah, dude. So, like, you got to imagine as the season progresses, maybe he starts to see more time on the field. Yeah, I hope so. I'm a big Sam Laporte fan. And he fan. looked good when we caught, when we were watching. Like He did. So. And, and kudos to the Lions for actually playing their rookies, dude. Yep, Jameer they Gibbs, do. Sam Laporta. They Ugh, play those young guys that they Jameer invest Gibbs in. Jameer Gibbs let us down this week. And they let them. I mean, are you surprised? Nah, I knew that was going to happen. Come on, dude. I think the, the Jameer Gibbs train hype 
is a little bit overblown. So watching him week one, this is going to sound like a stretch, but just the way that he plays kind of reminds me of CJ2K. No way. I'm not saying he's going to be CJ2K, but like he runs very upright. He's super shifty. He catches the ball really well. A little bit of CJ2K. It's yet to be seen, dude. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but that's it, man. That wraps it up. Another episode in the books. Got any closing comments? Nah, man. This was fun. I'm not really sure what we're doing next week, so I guess we'll just call it, dude. What do you mean what we're doing next week? Like what episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably just week two, huh? Probably. We're yeah, in season, I forget dude. we're that's in season happens. now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to pull shit out of our ass yeah. anymore. Thank God, dude. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, man. Fun, man. I'll later. talk to you later.